0: I really like this expression. Young riders pick a destination and go. Old riders pick a direction and go. Yeah, I get it. That's really good. Henry David Thoreau talked about it way back in the 1860s, this idea of wandering. As motorcycle riders, we have the freedom to wander Aimlessly, and nobody's going to question us about that. Some of us just feel compelled to do it. It's the nature of what we do out on motorcycles. Look at most any motorcycle advertisement, and they're typically not talking about the money that you're going to save on your commute riding a motorcycle. Instead, what do they talk about? Instead, it's about adventure. Discovering places, and also about discovering something about yourself when you're out on the bike. That's what folks like us want today. I'll I'll take it further. That's what folks like us need today. Adventure and the freedom to wander and to set ourselves free. We'll have another episode dedicated to discussing the deeper meaning of motorcycle company advertisements which I think are really cool but do you happen to know what the Harley Davidson corporate mission statement is? This is it. More than building machines we stand for the timeless pursuit of adventure freedom for the soul. Oh yeah. I think they nailed it there, don't you? We don't always have to be going from point A to point B. We don't always need to be accomplishing something when we're out. What we do need is peace of mind. That's what we talk about in this podcast all the time. Freedom for both mind and body. Wandering around in some direction without a destination in mind. Now that's what I call freedom. So where... Will your motorcycle take you next? Let's talk about it. Thank you for joining me today. Recorded in beautiful Loveland, Colorado. Welcome to Peace Love Moto, the podcast for motorcyclists seeking that peaceful, easy feeling as we cruise through this life together. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's go. Horse Creek, Wyoming. I'm sure you've heard of it, or maybe not. Horse Creek is on a tiny county road about halfway between Cheyenne and Laramie, Wyoming. There's a little volunteer fire department building there, small ranch nearby, and really nothing else. It was a few years ago, but from Horse Creek, I saw on the map that there was an even smaller road going west toward Laramie which is about 60 miles away, so of course I took it. What started off to be a wide enough road, wide enough for two cars to pass each other, turned into a very narrow dirt road, then it turned into a two-rut lane for a car, one wheel in each rut. Once I was several miles outside of Horse Creek working my way west, and there were no more road signs of course just a direction that I knew I was going which was west so I continued west what stopped me in my tracks though was the one and only sign beside that two rut road and that sign said private property I said, oh man really the map showed that this was a public road so I just turned off my engine and I was going to sit there for a minute Then suddenly, I saw something move up the hill to my left. It was a cowboy. He was about a hundred yards away, on his horse, among a herd of about a hundred cows. As soon as I looked at him, I waved and I probably looked like a complete idiot. (laughs) Instead of waving back, he started riding over to me at a gallop and I said, oh shoot, Or something like that to myself In the couple of minutes it took for him to ride over to me I thought only about the worst case scenario Like I was trespassing on his land And maybe he was not happy about that As he got closer Yep, I could see it He was carrying a gun (laughs) One of those six shooter revolvers on his hip Just like out of a John Wayne movie Thing was though, he had a big smile on his face and knew exactly why it stopped. He said, don't worry about that sign referring to the private property sign. He went on to say that it's really a public road and it's only the property on either side of the road that's private. And then he said something like, nice bike. And I think I replied back, nice horse. (laughs) I probably should have said, nice gun. (laughs) Because that's what really grabbed my attention. Within the next half hour or so, I came over a hill to see Laramie, way out there in the distance. The road got a little wider, then finally became paved, back to civilization, out from the Wild West. I reached my favorite spot out there in Laramie, Coal Creek Coffee Shop, right there on Grant Street, had my vanilla latte and thought, wow, isn't this motorcycling thing Amazing. I've since thought about that cowboy. What a different life he leads than most of us. I don't know what he does day to day, watching after cows, moving them around as needed, probably acting like a veterinarian too. I'm sure he faces the same levels of stress that any of us do, maybe just in different ways. I've often wondered though, if I'd grown up on a ranch and started riding horses, about the same age as I started riding motorcycles. Would I think differently about wandering around? Just wandering aimlessly, maybe? I'll never really know, I guess. But I don't think so. I think on both the saddle of a horse and the saddle of a motorcycle, we can wander. It's a mindset. Maybe it's an attitude, too. I learned more about horseback riding and motorcycling comparing the two this past summer and shared it with you in episodes 32 and 33 I interviewed Brett and Melissa Wilson who are horseback riders and good friends of mine we call those episodes views from the saddle and the conclusion whether you're exploring nature by horseback or on the back of a motorcycle We've got a lot in common. It comes down, essentially, to this joy of being outside and moving through nature. I like to explore Wyoming, a lot of empty space out there. Recently, I explored a dirt road that drifted east from the abandoned little village called Tai Siding, Wyoming, just a short distance from Highway 287. I stopped and turned off my motor way out there just to take in the view from a hilltop to take in the silence too. And it's then when I heard the slight rumble of a freight train way off in the distance and then there he was coming down the tracks about two miles away. I put my helmet back on and raced over to the tracks where the road would cross there just to watch the train pass. Now that's entertainment. I know that on our computer screens and on our phones, we can watch almost anything anywhere in the world, but just being right there, feeling the ground shake as that massive train sped by, yeah, that's entertainment. Makes me think of the topic that we covered just last week, the difference between real and virtual experiences. Yeah, I felt that train when he passed by. I felt the wind that it was generating and that ground vibrating, yeah, that was real and it was cool. Henry David Thoreau wrote this simply titled book he called Walking back in 1862. This is the same guy who wrote Walden as he described it as an experimental time of simple living. If you're not already familiar with Walden. Anyway, Thoreau was known for his long, aimless walks. Sometimes in his writing, he, he referred to his walks as wandering, and other times he called it sauntering. And in the book Walking, he wrote the following. He who sits still in his house all the time may be the greatest vagrant of all, but the wanderer, in the good sense, is no more vagrant Than a meandering river. I believe that there is a subtle magnetism in nature, which, if we unconsciously yield to it, will direct us all right. It is not indifference to us which way we walk. There's no right way. And finally, this he said, When I go out of my house for a walk, uncertain as yet whither I will bend my steps and submit myself to my instinct to decide for me, I find, strange and whimsical as it may seem, that I finally and inevitably settle on the Southwest towards some particular wood or meadow or deserted pasture of hill in that direction. As for me here in Loveland, Colorado, I tend to head Northwest, specifically It's an area called Cherokee Park, County Road 80C, which winds its way over small mountain passes and through meadows. Taking a ride on County Road 59 from there, you'll soon reach the Wyoming border. Unmarked, but you know you're there. That road eventually emerges from the trees and opens up to this vast prairie where I almost always see large herds of pronghorn sheep and recently saw an eagle soaring above that area. The road tees into Thai siding, as I described earlier. We can fear traveling, exploring, wandering with no real destination in mind, especially when we're riding alone in lonely places. So we carry our GPS with uh, alert capabilities, just in case. Personally, I carry a Spot X unit Which is comforting Hopefully I'll never need it It's wilderness out there And other places like that I I know that And I know I need to be self-reliant Prepared But you know the more time The more years I spend traveling out there On those lonely roads They become known to me And I'm comfortable there And I'm not lonely At all We can be afraid of who we might meet. Yeah, bad things can happen, certainly. But there's something special about just getting out there. Something very cool, maybe even magical, may happen. Because maybe, when you look to your left, you may see a cowboy with a big smile who says, nice bike. And that brief encounter with a stranger You'll probably never forget. So let's keep on wandering. As always, thank you so much for listening. I wish you peace. I wish you love.